This week, the podcast is back with a look at wrestling streaming services, the highlights of SummerSlam weekend, and a chat with Todd Gershel of Filsinger Games. Don't cross the streams, it's Occupy Pro Wrestling. Hello everyone and welcome to Occupy Pro Wrestling, the wrestling podcast with a more eagerly awaited comeback than CM Punk. I'm your host, Alex Smiley, and it is great to be back. Thanks for finding the show at powertothesmarks.com or over on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, and wherever you listen to your favorite shows. If you aren't already, make sure to follow Occupy Pro Wrestling over on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for the latest updates at Power to the Smarks. Do you like shirts, hoodies, maybe even a onesie for the baby? We have all that and more at What a Maneuver, where you'll find four different designs, including the newest one inspired by Snick, the aptly named Smark. Check it out at whatamaneuver.net under Occupy Pro Wrestling. If you like what you see and hear with Occupy Pro Wrestling, consider becoming a supporter over at Patreon. I'll give a shout out to anyone who supports us on the show, the site, and the social media, and those who support us at the provider level or higher are in for a treat with some great bonuses like sneak peeks at new merch designs, new video content in the works, and even free goodies. Head on over to patreon.com slash occupyprowrestling for more info. And now for the latest from our site partners. Please welcome the newest site partner, Old School Wrestling. It's an e-fed with an old school flavor and an amazing community I've been a part of for nearly two years. We're on the road to invasion and there are plenty of twists and turns in the story. Come check it out at weareosw.com. My friends at the MFX Podcast have their latest episode up now featuring a chat about Donald Trump, Glow, preview of SummerSlam, and more. Check that out over at mfxpodcast.com. The Wrestling Mayhem Show keeps a steady stream of video and podcast content, and this week is no different. Check out the latest, including a chat with Katie Arquette on the Indie Mayhem Show and much more over at wrestlingmayhemshow.com. The Indie Corner looks at independent wrestling in the UK and around the world, and this week features articles on Defy Wrestling and Over the Top Wrestling. Check that and more out at theindiecorner.com. Single Lake Takedown has new articles up, including several surrounding SummerSlam, like the top five tag team matches, and a look at what would have happened if Stone Cold's career ended at SummerSlam 97. Check this out and much more at sltdwrestling.com. My buddy Sean has new videos with interviews and reviews both in and out of the hot tub over on his Facebook page and YouTube channel. So be sure to check that out at Deshaun's Two Cents on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Have you played 80s Mania Wrestling? It's an amazing card-based simulation centered around the most popular decades in pop culture. And now it has a sequel, 90s Extreme. Look for both of those on the App Store and Google Play. 
What a Maneuver has new merch up every week, and to keep track, I've begun writing a new column on the website called What a Maneuver Wednesday. Check it out every Wednesday at the Occupy Pro Wrestling website, and then head over to whatamaneuver.net for the latest merch. And now for this week's topics. What a crazy weekend it's been, right? SummerSlam has come and gone and everyone's talking about the fallout from the biggest party of the summer. I'd like to thank everyone who sent in their picks for the return of the Pick'ems League, covering three different shows from the weekend. Ring of Honor had a special tour of the United Kingdom as part of its War of the Worlds brand, and Night 2 in Liverpool was streamed live on iPay-Per-View thanks to Fight TV. Some of the highlights include Los Incoperumbles de Dupon defeating the Bullet Club on night one, Kushida retaining the TV title against the likes of Titan, Marty Skrull, Hiramu Takashi, and Dalton Castle over the course of the weekend, Cody retaining the ROH world title against Sonata on night two, and the Bullet Club of Hangman Page and the Young Bucks defeating Dalton Castle and the boys for the ROH six-man tag titles on night three. Also noteworthy is the fact that Castle confronted Cody after the world title match on night two, establishing himself as a threat to the American Nightmare. NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3 took place on Saturday night and was the top show all around. Highlights include Andrade Cien Almas defeating Johnny Gargano, Sanity picking up the tag titles in a surprise win over the Authors of Pain, only for both teams to be laid out by Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly after. Asuka once again defeating Ember Moon to retain the women's title and her undefeated streak, but apparently being injured in the process, and Drew McIntyre defeating Bobby Roode to win the NXT Championship, only to be laid out by the debuting Adam Cole, who has made an apparent alliance with his fellow ROH compadres Fish and O'Reilly. Overall, an amazing show from the yellow brand of WWE. Sunday gave us the biggest party of the summer as both Raw and SmackDown Live presented SummerSlam. Highlights include The Miz and his Miz-Taraz beating Jason Jordan and the Hardy Boys in the kickoff show, and a string of titles changes which saw only AJ Styles, Jinder Mahal, and Brock Lesnar actually retain their titles. To top it all off, the last couple days have seen an interesting shakeup with the WWE roster in which we saw John Cena go to Raw, Bobby Roode make his SmackDown Live debut, and Enzo Amore heading to 205 Live. It's been a very interesting week to say the least. What did you think of the shows from SummerSlam weekend? Let me know on Facebook or Twitter at Power to the Smarts. We're also living in an amazing time as wrestling fans with a vast number of streaming services dedicated to providing fans with action right on their computer and other devices. I made a set of polls on Twitter and got some good results out of it. When asked what your favorite wrestling streaming service was, 76% of you responded with WWE Network. New Japan World got 10% of the vote, FlowSam had 5%, and 9% of you said you enjoyed other services such as High Spots Wrestling Network. I asked how many services you were subscribed to at the moment, and a whopping 67% of you said you had one or two, with only 33% 
being subscribed to three or more. But perhaps the most interesting was the response to how often you use these services. Nearly a majority of you at 49% said you watch just for some shows or pay-per-views. 32% of you said you use the services all the time, and 19% said you rarely use them. I for one think it's great that there's so many services out there including Chikaratopia, Beyond Demand, Progress, and more. But with so many options, there's only so much money you can spend and only so much time in the day you can spend towards watching these services. What's your favorite streaming service? Let me know on Facebook or Twitter at Power to the Smarks. And now for this week's interview. I had a fun chat with Todd Gershel of Filsinger Games talking about old school WWF, Chikara, Lucha Underground, and some of the great things happening at Filsinger Games. Without further ado, let's go right to the interview. Hey everyone, Alex Smiley here. Uh, I'm joined at this time by Todd Gershel. Uh Todd, it's nice to finally get a chance to chat with you. Oh, nice to talk with you too. Thanks for having me on. Um, can you, uh, for those that aren't maybe familiar with who you are, can you tell us a little bit about it yourself to start? Uh, sure. Yeah. I'm, um, a wrestling fan for a long time and, uh, I've been, uh, involved, uh, with, uh, Filsinger games for quite a while. That's probably where most people know me from, uh, produce a lot of the different, uh, independent wrestling card sets that come out through Filsinger games, which is a, uh, collectible, uh, card, uh, game that you play with cards and dice and charts, uh, kind of a tabletop game. Uh, I've been playing it myself for about, uh, Oh, 26 years right now and uh, been involved with uh, the company probably for the last um, I'd say at least uh, 10 to 12 years uh, uh, doing various things so uh, uh, but yeah definitely a big uh, big wrestling fan into lots of different uh, lots of different uh, independent and uh, WWE type uh, promotions awesome looking forward to talking about all that with you uh tell us uh how did you get into wrestling in the first place uh sure so um you know i'm a uh, uh, product of the 80s there so uh you know when hulkamania was coming to prominence back in the mid 80s uh if you remember there was a tv show uh, on saturday mornings called hulk hogan's rock and wrestling and so my cousin, uh, you know, put this on the one day. He's like, oh, you have to watch this. It's so it's so funny. And uh, it my first ever exposure to the world of uh, pro wrestling. So, you know, there really wasn't anybody in my family who was big into it. Uh, but watching that show, just seeing all the characters, um, you, know, you know, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, Mr. Fuji and, and everybody there. And, you know, they had all the cartoons and all the different skits. And I think, you know, I love the, the, the different skits and stuff the funny things that they did there and then kind of from there kind of finding out oh you know they have a regular wrestling show you know with you know different uh, wrestling matches i had no idea what that was you know eventually started watching that um on a regular basis on saturday mornings wwf um in the new york area that's what you mostly had exposure to um and just kind of started watching from there i think my earliest memory what uh, seeing something was uh hulk hogan and andre the giant on piper's pit uh in the build-up to wrestlemania 3 was the first thing i remember seeing wow that's awesome um i was thinking about the rock and wrestling i remember they actually had that on the network uh like years ago but 
with everything that happened with Hogan, they like immediately just dropped it. And oh, I was so, so bummed. I was hoping to I was hoping to watch more. I think they had like one episode up there. I was hoping to watch. Like they put up the whole series. Yeah, uh, I think they, yeah, I think they had. A, yeah, I think they had a couple. I know I watched one. And I, was, I was like, this is great. Like, oh yeah, total you know. cheese cheese ball eighties thing, but it was great. It was the perfect type of you know, just fit into all the different types of cartoons at the time. It was it was great, yeah. and really showcased it, you know, and played up to the audience that they were going for, you know. That that and you know, I was right in that wheelhouse then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's, and, and I know at one point at an indie show, I did buy a VHS tape of 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 a bunch of the episodes. And of course, like many things that you buy at a uh, vendor table, there the uh, the tape uh, pretty much had dissolved and no longer worked mm. by the time I put it in. So that was a big bummer. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if they ever put out some type of collection or something like that. I would definitely get it. <laughs> oh, for sure. Uh, yeah, as it is, the closest thing to Saturday morning wrestling I had was when they had Saturday morning slam, and that was just a few oh. years ago too. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one on the CW. Oh, I love that show. That was my favorite WWE show at the time. It was just, it was kind of what I really liked. Uh, it's what I really like out of wrestling. Like I know, um, probably a lot of, you know, a lot of people, I mean, I think different people like different things out of wrestling, you know, some are more in kind of like the technical aspect and some are kind of more into you know the hardcore and stuff like that. I mean, I kind of like the skits and stuff. Uh, that's always been the thing that I really like, you know, the backstage segments, the kind of in different, you know, cool, you know, different promos. And that, I remember that show was very heavily on kind of like, Oh, there's a little bit of like the history. And then there was like the funny skits that they would do. And then like the abbreviated matches that were pretty much kind of a little bit more, you know, I guess a little bit high spotty or something like that. And they were kind of brief. I kind of really like the flow of that show. Yeah. Yeah. I, I gotta say that was what drew me into wrestling too. Was almost more like the the skits and the promos than the wrestling. Action's what kind of mm-hmm. kept me there, but uh, that's what. And it's you know it's great to kind of talk about that because that kind of makes me think about two other like two promotions that you and I both kind of have quite a bit of in common when it comes to fandom, and uh, that would be Chikara and Lucha Underground. So yeah. want to touch on Chikara a little bit first. I know. You, uh, some time ago when uh, my friend Babs was hosting Chikara in 15, she had actually done an interview with you for uh, chatting with the Chikara me. So I was kind of yep. curious. So what's been kind of, so on, on that show, you talked a lot probably more about like the stuff that you were into about Chikara, like what got you into Chikara. But I'm kind of curious what you think about some of the more recent stuff, the last couple seasons in particular. Yeah, so I mean, I, I have been following it since about 2008 or so, you know, all the way mm-hmm. through the shutdown and afterwards. Um, and I think what's been interesting in the last couple of years since they came back is that, you know, I have I have two kids, uh, one that's about to turn 10 and one that's uh, and my son who my, my daughter's about to turn 10 and my son who is uh, six right now. And my son is like totally into it. So like we've been, we have a Chikaratopia subscription and, you know, we watch all the shows on there and it's great, you know, just kind of, you know, sharing that with him. Um, He knows all those characters so much more than WWE, which is kind of fun. (laughs) But uh, um, uh, yeah, but it's been, it's been neat kind of seeing that. I mean, it's very different, I think, than from before. You you kind of have like the before the shutdown and after the shutdown. Mm -hmm. I think it's very very different. Um, uh, 
it's it's definitely much more focused on the characters there and not as much on the outside talent, which I know for some people has kind of turned some fans off. Mm-hmm. Uh, me, I'm I'm okay with it because you know I kind of like how the you know, the universe how, how they kind of set up the universe and um and the whole concept of the secret season. I'm not sure how many were you know familiar with that, but you know them kind of. In between, you know, last December and this February, them just kind of putting this one, you know, season out there and uh, uh, about nine episodes and, you know, alluding to it over the course of this year as flashbacks. But then, yeah. you know, kind of go experiencing that was really, really neat. I love the ingenuity that they have and the storytelling aspects of it. Um, is that's what definitely kept me going with your car. It's just, you know, you can kind of appreciate it on a couple of different levels. You kind yeah. of have the, you can, you know, go to the live show and kind of experience that and just kind of have fun, you know, like the fun field Lucha Super Party. Then you can kind of, you know, experience on another level where you have some of the storytelling stuff and kind of like you're into the characters and, you know, ongoing story. But then there's even like another like deeper level where you can kind of experience online and following all these other things that are going on outside mm-hmm. of the story that connect it. And I think that's really, really uh, what has kept me as a fan is just, you know, the, the attention to detail that, um, that they put into it. Yeah, for sure. I, I, I definitely like uh, the Chikara Topia myself been trying to make the most use of the $8 a month I pay for it. It's really good. I really like it's, it. Uh, just out of curiosity, just out of curiosity, did you, uh, did you happen to catch the show they had? I believe it was yesterday. Yeah. The Chikara Stars, I, correct? I did. We just watched it today. I wanted to make sure uh, I watched it before we talked, just in case. Uh, <laughs> we, yeah, I did, we did watch it there. I, I was uh, traveling yesterday, so I didn't get to watch it live, but mm-hmm. I did watch it earlier today. Uh, my son and I uh, did, did, did uh, go through it. We fast-forwarded through a little bit towards the end just to make sure we you – know, I, I don't know we watch every second of every Juan Francisco match. I love Juan as a character, but sometimes, you know, <laughs> don't always hold my interest and definitely don't hold his interest. So, you know, we, we yeah. kind of focus more on the, uh, the hermit crab and the, uh, you know, and the uh, fire ant and stuff like that, if we can. So, <laughs> Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. It was, it was, it was a very interesting experience for me. Uh, it was my first, I think it was like the first time, it was the first time since the uh, first live special they did that I'd had a chance oh, to. I didn't. Yeah. Well, no, no. The um, the first live Jakarta one they did. The first oh, official like a, one. The no yeah. one's first in your next. I think it was called. Like yes, they were hyping that up as the live Jakarta like network special. And right. I watched that live. That was fun. And I watched this live. That was also fun. But it was it was very interesting to kind of see what was going on. Like it's neat, yeah, and I, and I mean the whole the whole thing with the Ophidian there. Ophidian is actually that is you know him and Hermit Crab are my son's favorites there. Mm-hmm. We always we always see Ophidian there, but it was yeah, it was really neat kind of seeing you know the impromptu sarcophagus match, and then the whole thing leading with the whisper and everything yeah. that's been going that you know yeah. tying everything together you know i like i could kind of see where things are going mm-hmm. but it's kind of cool seeing you know you know from him just you know, his ex you know, oh my gosh what's happening where are they going you yeah. know why is he taking away you know it's neat how they they you know 
wrap some of that into there and kind of see where things are going and leading up to the season finale and, you know, seeing things like Dasher Hatfield finally turn things around. He's been kind of struggling. And, you know, I, I, you know, I kind of thought for a little while ago that, you know, Dasher is going to be the guy who kind of finally beats Juan Francisco at the end of the year. And this is kind of the first step towards him turning it around. And, you know, you can kind of, you know, see them building up now is kind of where they're building up towards the end of the year. So, oh yeah, for sure. It's a nice event. Yeah. Um, I, I was thinking about that, that Dasher promo after his match though. Any kids know what a slump is? <laughs> Did not yeah. seem to know. It's like, <laughs> Oh boy, here we go. Yep. Uh, yep. Uh, yep. but yeah, that, so. yeah, for sure. That, that was definitely a fun, that was a fun show to watch and kind of glad they've been really bumping things up. I was actually, I was watching it with my dad on the television because we threw it up on uh, Chromecast. So I was trying to explain some of that to him. So it's fun. It's it's fun to explain stuff like that, especially when it's so different from WWE and some of this other stuff. Oh, totally, totally. Uh, and and I, said, I think I really give Shakara a lot of credit. And last year, when they were. They were first. They were kind of you know emailing out to people who kind of tried Chikartopia. I was like, oh, you know, what did you, what did you know, what did you think? What would bring you back and stuff like that? And I kind of wrote back. I'm like, well, you know, if you had a lot more live stuff and you know mm-hmm. things were coming out sooner, you know, I'd be willing to pay there. And you know, to their credit, they they did that. So I mean, now, I mean, a lot of stuff. This is like a new lie, a new thing that's you know drops new every single month. Mm-hmm. You know, whether it's our power, whether it's a live special, even the the Father's Day thing, the the Johnny Kid Invitational, they just you know announced the out and then put it on live there, and that was awesome. Yeah, uh, really great show there. And, and then and then the other shows they come out pretty pretty soon thereafter. You know, uh, I think usually maybe about I say like a month after they're released for a VOD sale. Yeah. Um, yeah. So which yeah, is, it's which great. Is- it's a definite change of pace from original. I think it was like six months or something like that after six months. And at that point I'm like, yeah, at that point it's old news. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I watched some of the anniversario that came out, you know, I would have loved to watch that a little bit sooner. And I, you know, they got my eight bucks a month. They definitely had that, you know, paying, you know, and then you, you have your kind of next level fans who want to see stuff right away. Who are going to pay the 10 bucks yeah. or whatever it is, for the, you know, the, the, the VOD, you know, when it comes, you know, when it comes out earlier, yeah. uh, I might do with King of trios. Cause this is the first King of trios since 2009 that I won't be at. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So the, the luxury of living on the East coast is getting to go see that, uh, every year. At least I try to go to night three at the minimum and hopefully yeah. like one of them. Um, but being in England this year is, uh, it's not going to be, uh, not going to be happening. So yeah. I, yeah. I, I remember people on Chikara one one definitely had their say about, uh, King and trios going to England this year. But I think it's cool that like they're getting to do something different, especially to that extent. Oh, absolutely! They've been doing an England trip every year. You know, mm-hmm. they did it. Uh, this is a third year in a row where they're doing an England tour. It makes I, I'm I'm I have no problem with it. You know, they they get to expose some other different uh, you know promotions out there and you know, all the different British teams that they're bringing in. It's great. It's it's, it's something different. Uh, I very much look forward to it when it comes back next year to the mm-hmm. states and you know in this more traditional format. But it's cool. You know, they do something you know do something different with it every yeah. you know a couple of years. It's perfectly fine. Last year the uh, season finale was in Chicago for the first time. 
time instead of you know, it's always yeah. traditionally been in Philadelphia. It was a bummer because I always like to go to the, you know, the, the, the season finale. I didn't get to go to it, but you know, it's like, eh, you know, Hey, you know, there's a lot of other places who are big, you know, Jakarta bases that have kind of built up since, you know, mm-hmm. it's been around for, you know, over, was it 15 years? They just had the 15 year yeah. anniversary, which is amazing. So, uh, you know, now it's, it's great that it's, it's grown and more people appreciate it. And then, you know, we get to have this platform of Jakarta that you get to see more things live. And I think that that's great. That's what I've been hoping for for you know since I started uh, watching it, uh, you know, almost ten years ago. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I was, I was thinking about the, like I, I definitely understand what it's like to kind of be like, oh, they're they're not playing in the area I'm at, like, because for me, I've been living in, in SoCal all this time, and mm-hmm. we're. I like to make the joke of we're still waiting on that Southern California show that they promised us <laughs> right before the yeah, shutdown. Yeah, that receded San Diego shows never happened. Never yeah, happened. No. Probably not going to happen, at least not in those specific spots. The closest thing we've had to a Southern California Chikara show was when the former Chuck Taylor, Bryce Remsburg, and Elio Del Ice Cream came to do a comedy show. That's the closest yes, we've come to it. Yep. <laughs> I remember, but, that. I remember that. Yes, that, yeah, not, not quite, not quite. Yeah, but uh, and the other the other thing was just like I understand what it's like with like having the promotion in your area still not quite doing it because every year PWG does uh, Battle of Los Angeles and I I mean I've just been I I've been watching like how quickly PWG show like tickets just sell out like last year's Bola I think sold out in like a minute or less. I know yeah. two years ago, two years ago, I actually tried to get tickets and it sold out within a minute and I was bummed because I was like, well, oh, well, but yeah. Yeah. So I, I've actually been trying to, you know, a friend of mine goes to pretty much every uh, PWG show. Uh, he lives out in Las Vegas. He travels out there. So he tried to co- help me coordinate to like buy some tickets, you know, for one of the nights last year mm-hmm. got shut out. I couldn't get it for him. And uh-huh. this year he's like, Oh, we try to get it for all three nights there. And if I had just focused on getting like night one or night three, I probably would have gotten it, but I didn't get it in time. Night two sold out right away. Oh, it's just, I mean, it's just amazing. I mean, like uh, with PWG, I mean, they can, I, I guess they, they have what they have and they don't want to change it. I mean, there's definitely been, you know, there, there's opportunities to grow PWG and they just don't have a desire to do it. And that's, I guess, their prerogative. But yeah. uh, it's kind of, a, kind of a bummer for people who want to, who you know, more people who want to go and travel and see it. But yeah. uh, what are you going to do? <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> I went to see PWG at one point uh, myself, you know, just to kind of add it to my, uh, you know, indie bucket list there. Oh, yeah, uh, for sure. To go see. Yeah, that, I, I've, I've learned to accept my fate and just uh, go to the, the more local indie shows. We don't have to worry yeah. about sellouts just yet. Like, I think they finally sell out like the day of, like maybe within the time frame that the show's supposed to start. They finally run yeah. out of seats, but you know it's a different experience. But yeah. uh, there's some there's some great stuff that's coming in in the area. I know like uh, the one that's been kind of catching my eye is bar wrestling. I think is one that's popped uh, up recently. Yeah, yeah. I I saw that. I was I was this close to actually trying to get tickets for that one especially because they were doing the promise of uh, a free t-shirt for people who, who pre-ordered, but oh, okay. missed, missed the boat on that one. Maybe the next show in September. Yeah, There's another one that was, yeah, there's been coming, coming out. And uh, I know, I think, you know, uh, 
friend of mine, um, uh, Loud and Noxious, I think was on the, the Lou's announced for this the next show. There were the last show or the next show, which is I'm glad to see him getting into that into the LA yeah. uh, scene over there. He gets flown out to uh, Austin, Texas for Wrestle Circus, which is definitely one I want to see at one point. That they, they they put on some cool shows. Oh, see, I wasn't even I wasn't fully I I, I knew of Wrestle Circus, been following them on Twitter uh seeing the updates and stuff I hadn't really seen the shows i didn't realize uh loudon was doing that stuff because we haven't seen oh, him really since uh oh, well. he stopped doing stuff in jakara full-time right right yeah no so he's been he's been doing that and actually i mean the best part now about wrestle circus is you can watch every show live for free yeah uh, if you go on their twitch channel which is awesome i i, I didn't get to see the 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 Cody show this from this past weekend because I wasn't around. Right. Uh, but I did watch the one, uh, you know, most of them were the one the, a month before and it was great. Yeah, I mean, they put on, a, they put on a good show. They're long shows, <laughs> but it's a, it's a good show. And I think they're doing some stuff to, uh, I think they're getting a new venue. That's going to be their own thing that they run. So they might be doing even more shows. So yeah, that's one to kind of look out for in the future. Yeah. I think you could see some good growth. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, so kind of on the flip side of Chikara, or I, I like to think of this promotion as sort of the flip side, the the other side of the same coin as Chikara, and that would be Lucha Underground. Uh, yes, I remember Babs referred to it as the Dark Chikara, which I thought was <laughs> a good way to say it. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, what, what have you been thinking about Lucha Underground? Have you been? Are you like caught up on it, or are you? Oh, absolutely! It is the one you know, one show I watch every week that like, I have to watch like that night, you know, so, you know I'll still keep up, keep Taz and WWE and, you know, fast forward through a good portion of it. But Lucha Underground is the only one I kind of watch yeah. all the way through every week. Um, I don't have it on my local cable uh, company. Uh, so I actually uh, do have Sling TV primarily just to watch nice. that. Nice. uh, I yeah, it's it's worth it that much to me, and I I do use Sling for other things now, as like a second TV and stuff like that, which is nice to have. But yeah, I it that totally hits all the things I really enjoy, you know, with you know just the kind of the ongoing storytelling. You know, I I know some people aren't into. I think you know some of it's cheesy with some of the you know sci-fi and stuff. But (laughs) as a Champions of the Galaxy player from Phil Singer Games for many many years, I definitely enjoy my sci-fi and uh and wrestling together so it to me it perfectly works fine (laughs) oh yeah i mean the the sci-fi is kind of what the sci-fi and like adventure aspects was kind of what got me into chikara in the first place so when we saw a slightly more mature version of that with lucha underground i was like this is perfect you know. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and, that's, I, 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 you know, I, I explained to my kids. I'm like, yeah, you, it's like Chikara, but yeah, you can't watch that one. Yeah, it's not for you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> do the language and the occasional blood and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, but but yeah, the backstage again, like the backstage promos and how everything kind of ties together. You know, yeah. you have like all these matches that kind of like, oh, why are they having this match? And then you see why they have that match and where it ties into the the bigger thing. You know, the bigger story um, is it, really great. I, I give a lot of credit to the writers and the guys who produce it for yeah. And they they think of it as a TV show that has wrestling rather than a wrestling show. You know, that's which I, I'm all for. I have no problem with that. I I'm, I that's why. I like out of my entertainment is, is what they're doing for sure that that that's actually that's exactly how i describe it to my non-wrestling friends i'm like 
basically, Lucha Underground is a TV show that happens to be about wrestling. It's right. it's, it's 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 perfect, really. But yeah, yeah. It, it's it's great because it's it's funny you mentioned the uh, like the way they kind of you know you see the matches and you wonder what builds up to it. I remember going to the tapings last year, which they're just now starting to show more of the matches from those tapings, which is kind of nice. <laughs> yeah. It's been nice yeah. to see myself on TV. I'm not going to lie. But, yeah, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that was so much fun. But yeah, like we see these, these matches and like, especially for my, my friend, uh, Sorg and I, uh, there was quite a bit of stuff. We had no idea what was going on. So we'd see right. like, so like they had the, uh, I'm trying to remember what match it was. I want to say Pindar versus Phoenix. Yeah. Pindar yeah, versus Phoenix yeah. this past week. That was one of the matches at the, at the taping. When we saw, yeah. when we saw Pindar, we didn't, I didn't quite catch what the guy's name was. I just saw this big lizard dude, like carrying one of the trios titles. And, you know, obviously they filmed stuff ahead of time, but we had no idea what was going on. I just see that right. like, oh, that's an interesting story change that I can't wait to find out in a few months. <laughs> right. It's like you got this little glimpse, like, you, you know, you're seeing into the future and you're like, I don't know how this ties together, but OK, let's see. <laughs> that's yeah. pretty neat. Yeah. So, yeah. It, yeah. Lucha Underground has been a lot of fun to watch and hopefully, hopefully they'll get season four. It's starting to, it, they've, there's been some interesting news saying that like they might be. Like that they, it sound. I think one person was kind of quoted as saying that it looks good for them to be. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Like, okay, that's cool. I also yeah, saw the bit. In, so, and I know there's been some complaints with some of the guys, you know, that they're not able to do other things and whatnot. It's yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I can kind of see that. I mean, the whole thing, I know, I, from what I understand, I think a lot of the guys were kind of signed to seven-year deals, which is typical for a TV show, not typical for wrestling. You know, yeah. again, which is they're running it as a TV show, not as a wrestling promotion. Yeah. Um, you know, so for some of the guys, it's, it's great. But some of the other bigger guys, you know, they might not be able to continue on. But you, know, you can kind of tell that everything is kind of everything. Seven is the, is the magic number in mm-hmm. underground. So if I'm guessing you know, in the end, they want to make it seven seasons would yeah. be the way to do it. And they kind of, you know, and then at the end of the seventh season, there'll be the seven tribes will somehow fight mm. or something that and that, that's how i would guess is what they eventually would want to yeah. work their way up with how they get there you know we'll see but <laughs> yeah that would be good so, yeah see yeah. uh kind of going back like i do like i said before i really like that lucha underground is not so much a wrestling event that happens to be televised and i've just been i don't know i've been i've been watching how other promotions are doing stuff and it kind of goes back to what i think of like you know, but you know, there's something for everyone when it comes to wrestling, you know, so yeah. it's pretty fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, know. I, I like my fun in wrestling, you know, and I like the storytelling aspect. That's why I loved, you know, I would for years, I would never consider watching uh, TNA. Um, but when the whole broken hearty stuff came in, I was riveted. I was watching, <laughs> I was watching it all online. I wasn't necessarily watching it on TV, except for the total nonstop deletion or no, the, uh, well, yeah, I think whatever the 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 one that they had uh, 
you know, on, on the whole, the whole show on the compound, you know, that was the only one I kind of watched. Right. Was, right. Right. Other than that, I was kind of watching a lot, but that's what I love. It's, you know, it's fun. It's like, you know, weird storytelling, you know, and, and just, yeah, just kind of, I, that, that's the type of thing I really enjoy out of my wrestling, you know, and you, you have the wrestling part of it, but I like all the story that surrounds it is really what, what keeps me going on it. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff like that's fun. And <laughs> It's funny you bring up the Broken Hardys because I've just been kind of watching how the Hardy Boys have been kind of trying to sneak some of that stuff in since they've been in WWE. Right. It's, well, now they're now the last week they're, they're they've woken. Yeah. So, yeah. They, I get around the whole broken thing by you know, <laughs> kind of changing around a couple words and you know we'll see we'll see yeah. how things go. <laughs> we will see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. But, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting how that kind of fits within. You know the WWE because I mean they definitely had a lot of creative freedom where they were before, which mm-hmm. you know that's you know it's one whole thing. You know when it comes to any type of entertainment aspect, when you have people who you know creators who have a lot of freedom, you get some pretty neat stuff. But when you know like you have like network TV shows that you know have you know a lot you know of authority over them and kind of you know kind of pin them in, you know like you'll see uh, on certain network sitcoms versus you know, like cable sitcoms where the creators have a lot more freedom. You know it'll be interesting to see you know under the wwe umbrella will they have the same type of impact no pun intended um you know yeah. of this you know, by doing this yeah it'll be interesting to say for sure for sure I, it, yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun uh i'm gonna transition from that a little bit here uh i want to talk a little bit more about uh the work you do with phil singer games i've i've really been loving some of the stuff i've been seeing lately um mm-hmm. what in particular there was a set that was set up uh uh recently i'll get into that in a little bit can you tell us a little bit about how you got started with phil singer games uh sure well as i said i've been playing it for about you know uh, you know, so 26 years now. I started in 1991. The, the company started in 1986, actually, um, with the Champions of the Galaxy game, which is kind of a sci-fi pro wrestling uh, storyline set 100 years in the future. Um, and um, yeah, I've been kind of you know I have an ongoing uh, promotion there. You kind of have all the different characters, which the in the story again very storyline centric. That uh, you know the characters kind of age and kind of change gimmicks, and new guys come in and new feuds happen, and you kind of play it out within you know you're kind of like the booker with that. And so I've been playing this forever, uh, and um, you know every year uh, there is a. Um, uh, a, a game a fan convention that you know, a bunch of people get together um and uh we play you know so traditionally it's been in the past it's been in uh, jamestown new york which is where the creator tom Filsinger uh lives uh or lived at the time he doesn't live there now uh we did return this past year just as a you know kind of a special uh one there but we've been kind of traveling it around but you know i started going to that and getting more you know getting to know tom more and whatnot and uh then eventually started uh, helping him run the convention and then that kind of blossomed into kind of helping run more aspects of the business um, and one of the things that um, you know started before I started being more involved is the uh, legends of wrestling which is kind of more of the um, the second thing it was more of the realist the real wrestlers but more so from the past so you'll see a lot of like 80s wrestlers and you know 70s wrestlers you'll see in there and even back to like you know turn of the century guys like you know, Frank 
uh, Gotch and George Hackenschmidt. You know, the whole kind of history of wrestling oh. is represented in the Legends of Wrestling game, which is really neat. We've added some cool names, you know, like Buddy Rogers is in it, Luthez, um, Gorgeous George, you know, so all those ones that you kind of know that were kind of like the pioneers. Uh, and then, you know, kind of more recent guys in there uh, or like 80s guys like um, your uh, Macho Man Randy Savage is in it. Um Ted DiBiase, and we have you know permission from everybody to to do these cards. Um, but the one thing I kind of saw is uh you know a, 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 something that would be you know, a good addition was the um, the indie indie wrestling scene. So we started with uh, one set called Legends of the Future, uh, which we did back in. Um, 2000 i think it's 2008 we did that one and um we had some cool you know great names in there like claudio Castagnoli and chris hero and um mike quackenbush and whatnot and that kind of started us kind of you know getting you know started me actually learning more indie stuff so i kind of thought oh it's a good a good thing to get into uh i at the time really wasn't following much indie wrestling. I was pretty much focused on WWE as what I was consuming then. And that kind of started me getting into different things like, you know, learning about ring of honor and learning about, um, you know, eventually learning about your car. And I guess that that was kind of more the avenue for me, but, you know, appreciating ring of honor and all the other stuff that was going on. Um, and then, you know, I kind of took the helm of, you know, developing all the different indie lines. And at this point now we have, uh, you know, we have pr- uh, partnerships with, um, uh, Chikara was the first one we did, but then uh, ring of honor evolve, uh, and then a number of other different indie promotions, uh, shimmer women's wrestling, uh, CZW. Um, we just did a set this year for beyond wrestling out of new England. Um, and uh, we're trying to hit a bunch of different promotions, uh, all the different areas of the country. Hope to, you know, go international uh, in the next year as well with a couple of different uh, sets as well. But pretty much have a, a good portion of the independent uh, wrestling landscape kind of represented in the game now, which is awesome. Um, lots of great guys that I definitely like. I know our fans really appreciate it. I think our fans have also um, have come to learn more about these wrestlers from the game as well and and have started getting into more different promotions which is really neat oh yeah for sure uh it, yeah i was thinking about all the the different indie promotions you mentioned i remember being really excited when they announced the championship wrestling from hollywood at the time yes that was fun because uh, i've i've been following that brand for a little while now myself so when there were some cards made out, i was like oh this is great i think willie mack was one of the cards in there yeah. and it's so cool to kind of see him like go from doing that all the time and like to what he's doing now with lucha underground uh <laughs> just a lot of fun yeah. to, to see to kind of see him grow just because like uh i like one of the first indie shows i went to was in 2010 it was uh it was called mach one wrestling it was out in anaheim and they were kind of partnered up with championship wrestling from hollywood at the time at the time that was nwa hollywood but right. uh the first that we did was nwa hollywood and then all it changed right. it over by the time we did the second one was championship wrestling from hollywood. that's right yeah. yeah i remember both sets because yeah that's right uh but yeah so it was i remember seeing willie mack at one of like those first shows that i went to and now like seeing him on TV every so often as the Mac is a lot of fun. Uh. Yeah, Joey, Joey Ryan was in that first set too. And 
Brian Cage, I think, might have been the second set. But, I mean, those are two guys who I'm dying to do new cards for. And uh, mm-hmm. there's a hopefully there's a possibility of us maybe doing some next year, um, you know, if we have a partnership that I'm thinking of there. But, like, Joey Ryan definitely needs a new card with, with some type of lollipop mechanic on it. <laughs> Among <laughs> other things, probably. <laughs> yeah, one of the things we'll have to see, you know, how, how you know, we try to keep it a little... You know, friendly there. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Okay. Really friendly, but <laughs> yeah, I've, I've slipped. I've slipped a couple of things in there before, especially when it comes to the CZW sets that are, you know, it's about, uh, yeah. It's uh, but uh, right, you know, right. It, it's been really great. <laughs> and, and one of the big supporters that we have, if you if you do follow, is um, uh, Grant Pachoco, who is the uh, one of the backstage interviewers there for mm-hmm. Championship Wrestling from Hollywood. Uh, he's a longtime game fan. I've known him for a long, long time, uh, and you know, he kind of helped put us together with Dave Marquez to do that set and he still puts out some different special edition uh, ones every year for uh, um, a uh, um, Los Angeles uh, convention, a Los Angeles game convention that we do every year, Galacticale uh, that he mm-hmm. that he runs nice. every year which is neat. So uh, you know, we have to know uh, Jervis Cottonbelly and the Hobo usually come out for that as well. Those, those guys are great. So yeah. Good old Jervis. Yeah, you get, that's actually I think you guys you get the Jervis Cotton Billy out by you right now. Like we we miss him on the East Coast. So, yeah, you know you guys you guys uh, lucked out there. Yeah. Um. Uh, so, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's a lot of fun. And, oh, and actually, that reminds me. Uh, one of the other more recent sets, and this was like maybe a year or two ago. You, you can correct me if, on that, but uh, uh, remember. Oh, '80s Mania Wrestling, which is the. Uh, the simulation kind of game that you get on iPhone and Android yep. in them. Uh, yep. we, I got to talk to them about kind of partnering up to kind of help feature some news on that. So when I saw the, that they got cards with you guys, I thought that was really cool. And it made a lot of sense since the uh, game itself is kind of card based in a way. Yep. 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 So uh, yeah, Chris Oscar is the, uh, who's the, uh, um, the, the the man behind that game uh he's he's uh worked with us in the past um and so it was a natural thing i'm a big fan of the different characters in that game uh the, the app is really neat um uh and they, they just released a 90s version of it too i don't know if you've checked that out oh i, ha- um, I haven't yet uh, i believe it's a uh, 90s extreme yeah Nights extreme yeah i'm really, yeah. Exci- I'm really yeah. excited about it because like they kind of touch on all the the different 90s things like before and after the attitude era and yep. even like even like hints of the ecw type stuff which is really cool yeah yeah so some of the characters in there and like in the 80s kind of have like their 90s evolution like mm-hmm. you know you have a your dude brohan who is you know your hulk hogan archetype there who kind of has his uh hollywood uh type uh, persona yeah. Like one of those things, but there's other ones who, you know, were you know something different. You know, it's, it's it's really neat, you know, blending of of wrestling, you know, at the time, but also pop culture items at the time, like you know, all the different movies, TV shows, you know, other yeah. music stuff like that. I yeah, I, there's there's one on there that's like a it's a take on a character from The Princess Bride. And yes. I was really yeah. happy about that. I was like, this is perfect. One of my favorite things. Yeah. yeah. One of my favorite things on there is trying to make, uh, trying to get his, cause I don't, I, I think I've done it a couple times where I've had certain people be more than one title. It's usually just like one of the, the singles titles and then the tag 
champs. But one of my goals is, has always been to try to get the world champ and the TV champ to be the tag champs. Can't quite oh. pull it off, but I've it's gotten tough. real close. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> But, it's uh, a really neat app. The new, the new version of the app, it has like a whole stat tracker uh, thing, which is much more enhanced. And then it also has um, a um, uh, you know, ability to save it. Uh, instead of on your device, it saves it on a central server. So you can kind of mm-hmm. change it between devices much more easy than the old version. So if you haven't tried it before and there's certain aspects you didn't like, definitely mm-hmm. give it another shot because yeah he's they definitely put a lot of work into it uh there yeah it's an excellent game and yeah glad we were able to do those those sets of cards there um and uh yeah i don't know i don't know if we'll be able to do any more but we did three sets so you can definitely uh you know play out a big tournament we did one this year uh at the at the Galacticon convention uh which was a lot of fun that's awesome i like that that sounds really good <laughs> I, th- I yeah i think i'll i think i'll give the new app a, a try and i've been i've been trying to get my hands on some uh some filzinger game cards so definitely give it a look uh let's see got one last question this is one that i'm trying to kind of impress upon people at the end of the interview here uh, so above above all else, why do you love wrestling? Oh boy. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I guess I just like. Uh, <sighs> hmm. Why do I like wrestling? I've been asked this before by my wife there, and I don't always know how to how to say it. Uh, I guess I just like the 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 flexibility that you have with being able to tell a story like you have you know the confines of yeah it's a ring you know that you know it's a ring and then there's you know a one two three count and that's how you win the match but it's really like being able to take that kind of art form and just kind of seeing what can be done with it is just really neat to me like and it's just you know is it how you tell stories around that how you have developed different characters um has just always intrigued me um and you know i think you know again playing the phil singer games and being you know uh booking uh through there has definitely you know it it, it, it makes me appreciate what other people can do i mean i i've help promote two shows myself. I don't know if I'll ever do it again, mm-hmm. but I, I give a lot of credit to people who do do that because it's a lot of hard work uh, to kind of have like, you know, the managing of everything along with being able to tell a cool story. But um, the people who do it and do it right, you know, I, it's just, it's just a great thing to say to you because you can just, it, there's aspects of reality in it, but it's then again, it's just, you know, it's just total fantasy within that, reality cons- construct and i think that's probably just what what uh, has appealed to me that's awesome yeah that's really great to hear um all right well thank you for the interview uh i want to give you a chance to do some plugs uh, where can they find you on the internet Sure. Um, well, you can well, find my uh, Twitter personally, which I don't usually use too much, but it's at Tornymaster. 
Um, uh, but you can definitely follow everything with Philsinger Games and everything I'm involved with there uh, uh, at Philsinger Games on Twitter or on our Facebook page as well, Philsinger Games there or philsingergames.com. We have every single Monday night we do some type of uh, teaser uh, for um, you know some some type of release that we have coming up. Right now we're working on uh, uh, releasing names for a set we're doing with Pro Wrestling International, which is mostly based out of the southeastern U.S. Uh, and have some pretty cool guys there, including Trevor Lee was the first name announced. Um, and then actually, uh, I'll give, let you know the ones that are going to come out uh, tomorrow are going to be uh, the Carnies, who are uh, Carrie Awful and Nick Iggy, who, uh, to my understanding, were guys who uh, loved the game and were dying to get cards one day and very happy to uh, to have cards for them. And they look awesome. Uh, nice. <laughs> uh, which is that's always a cool aspect is, you know, just seeing the reaction of guys, seeing their art. Um, and and when I, it is, it's just always really cool. I always get a kick out of that, seeing it online or giving cards to people in person always, you know, makes me, you know, it makes it worth it to me, uh, to, you know, to, 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 you know, the time that I put in there uh, is really neat to see that. So, uh, so yeah, that's, that's definitely the best place to, to get there. Um, and then, you know, we have on philsingergames.com, you can get uh, a bunch of different starter sets, including, ones for uh, ring of honor and evolve as well as our best of phil singer games uh set which has kind of a mix of different guys from different eras and we also have a starter set for legends of wrestling or champions of the galaxy if you want to jump into that you can do the original one from 1986 or jump into a more recent era which we've you know started coloring cards in the last uh you know 10 years or so but uh you know we can go the original black and white ones from the 80s whatever way you want to go um and uh if you get that starter set it has everything like to start with chart with the charts and instructions and stuff definitely is a cool thing to try out whether you know you just want to look get it for the card art itself and have it as a collectible or or give it a shot it's uh one you can play with a friend or you can play against other people um and you know run a tournament you know or by yourself run a whole promotion it's and it's very flexible they all play with each other you know all the different sets are compatible uh and really it's up to you what you want to do with it it's a lot of fun so hopefully uh hopefully uh, you can uh, try it out too Alex. <laughs> <laughs> i will definitely do that thanks again cool. for thanks again for chatting with me todd it's been it's been a lot oh, of fun absolutely. all right it's been fun for me too thanks for uh, thanks for having me on <laughs> thanks again to todd jershel for a great chat i had a lot of fun talking with him and i hope you got a lot out of it too that's it for this week. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Power to the Smarks for the latest updates. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorite shows. Stop by What a Maneuver for merch and check out the Patreon to become a supporter of the show. Thanks to the Mystery Men for Keep My Heat On from the album Musica and Masquerada. Follow them at The Mystery Men on Twitter and buy their album from Bandcamp. Big shout out as well to Lee Rosevere for providing free music that you can use for podcasting as well. Check out the links on the website to find the great music used on this show. Till next time, this is Alex Smiley reminding you to enjoy life and enjoy pro wrestling. <laughs>